0: This is Pub Request live from the heart of Brooklyn. PowerQuest is an hour long technology podcast starring two techno experts Eric Newman, hi, and Chris Grabowski, hello. This week's episode Random Ransomware. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another poll request. My name is Eric Newman, and to my left is the wonderful Chris Grabowski. Hello, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Uh, can't complain. Did you notice I forgot either. half the intro? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um,
0: <laughs> I did. What happens when we take a whole week off, I have it virtually memorized. I don't have to look at anything. We're doing it for 20 episodes. This is our 20th show. Woo! And, yeah, I know. Uh, 20 hours of content. Oh, no, some of the shows are actually longer than an hour, so like 23 hours of content, actually. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. We were off last week, let's say we were sick, and, um, yeah, you know, you just, the rhythm, it's the, even though you only do it once a week, losing that rhythm is really, really tough. I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Do you, is there anything that you only do once a week, and then if you miss that once, it's, you just like, you, it's like you haven't been doing it
1: for a year? Uh, my workouts, actually, but well, I do them more than once a week now. But uh, for a while there, I'd only go like for like a run on a Sunday morning, and if I skipped one, all of a sudden I'd feel like I was twenty pounds heavier and just uh, had like a feast at McDonald's.
0: Yeah, just one, just and that's what a couple hours.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, these days I do it uh, approaching every day now, thankfully. But uh, gotcha. For a while there, if I didn't do it once a week, I just felt so lethargic.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, we are creatures of habit. We are human. Um, there's a lot to talk about. The biggest thing that's on everybody's mind is the biggest ransomware attack ever.
1: I was going to say, I was going to say ice cream because it's, it's on my mind.
0: But. You, that sound came from our studio audience. That's right. They've been sitting here for the last two weeks. I'm sorry, Christian. Did I did they cut you off?
1: Nah, nah. I was saying something. Uh, just uh, what was on my mind would happen to be ice cream at the moment, but yeah. Ooh, what type of ice cream? I don't know. I could really go for like a mint chocolate chip. I'm not even a fan of mint chocolate chip. Aww. I like mint chocolate chip very much. In fact... The audience sounded weirdly sexual there.
0: Because uh, you're on the show. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you know, I really believe that, that, that green food coloring really makes the mint taste mintier. It doesn't taste right without the really? artificial
1: I like the Breyers stuff that's like the, uh, the white. Is it,
0: at first, Briars isn't, isn't ice cream anymore. That's not real ice cream. You get the frozen dairy dessert?
1: Well, I don't know. I get all my stuff from Whole Foods now, so I get something that's like... Uh, like it's aren't like you getting the bougie the, uh,
0: Williamsburg ice cream?
1: Because I'm so far from Williamsburg at the moment. It takes me yes. half an hour just to get to 14th Street half the time, because the 4-5 is just... It's like a flip of a coin if it's working. And on, this, on the weekends, you can almost promise they're not running at all, and you have to take the 6.
0: Oh, man. And this week, uh, this oh, month, this, has the, been the, a disaster. Yeah, the disaster. last two weeks... Uh, No, and the next two weeks. Apparently,
1: on Friday, there was a protest against how bad public transit has been lately. And uh, what's most ridiculous is if you hear what's going on with the Long Island Railroad, they've been canceling trains left and right this entire week. Uh, Thursday night, 80 trains canceled. What? Yeah. Crazy.
0: What do you have to say about that, people in our audience? (laughs) That's right, nobody likes the Long Island Railroad Oh wait, no, I'm sorry They only like it when it runs And even then it's a reach Uh... No,
1: the only people who ever like it Are Long Islanders who never have to go into the city Except to take the drunk train Ah, yes Those are the only Uh... people that like the Long Island Railroad
0: any train that had to go into or out of Penn Station has been seriously impeded by l- nobody keeping up the infrastructure for the last 80 years? Yeah,
1: and so, except they're going to try to catch, uh, catch up on all that by this entire summer, not running any trains between Jamaica and Penn Station. Ouch. Yeah. That's a long walk. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, have fun on that 7 and train. That's, <laughs> and that's
0: also the part of Brooklyn and Queens that you don't necessarily want to walk in when the sun goes down either.
1: Yeah, you got the 7 train that Hun- doesn't
0: go to Jamaica
1: No, you take the train to Hunter's Point though Which uh, if you're uh, coming from Long Island <coughs> I, I think most of the trains go to Hunter's Point At least the one I grew up on did ah. And then you just took the 7 from uh, Hunter's Point Into uh, Grand Central
0: Very good Very good um, and anyone in New Jersey on the other side—I mean, New Jersey Transit—I know New Jersey sucks, but New Jersey Transit's been uh, right up, the, right up there with Long Island Railroad. They've been canceling trains. There was a joint letter sent to Amtrak. I know this isn't about bad. Well, I think this but so We do love talking about trains.
1: Nobody in New York wants New Jersey people in New York, so
0: uh, that's why I don't. Ha- I don't shed a tear when yeah. trans- NJT can't. Uh, they can't dock at Penn Station. I don't care. It's like, oh but, no, uh, we're less Jersey oh, yeah. people.
1: God All forbid. Of them.
0: I remember when I worked in the World Trade Center briefly, I had to cut across the P-stream of people coming out of the PATH and just, like, every different. morning. different.
1: You get the Jersey City people. They're a lot better than, like, the North Jersey people.
0: Oh. Okay, well, uh, now that we've talked a lot about... Tra- oh, wait. Also, sorry. Cuomo and Christie, the double C's leading <laughs> New York and New Jersey, sent a letter to Amtrak saying, Fix it, guys! This is enough! Come on, seriously. Come on, guys. A-
1: it's not funny anymore. Come it's on. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> but what they want to do is they want to have a private company... Uh, run the operations at Penn Station. Hmm. When I see that, I see plausible deniability. They want to create a new entity that is only that's really responsible to no one. And so Amtrak and the state of New Jersey and the state of New York and the city of New York can all say, oh, it wasn't us. It was this guy. Oh, it was that company. Well, what's that company's customer service? Ah, they're closed. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: Yep. I I keep on thinking of the idea of you have this uh, alternative that would take Billions and billions of dollars to set up, but you pay a little extra, and it's a little more luxurious, and it guarantees uh, a bit more, uh, uh, what's the right word, Um, better service. Kind of like an Uber for trains, but that would just cost way too much money.
0: What about the Hyperloop?
1: Yeah, that would work, except that's but more global scale. I'm I'm thinking just something that's kind of better than the... They couldn't
0: have like a trans-Hudson Hyperloop? Just... That's it.
1: Like that's like a waste of technology.
0: Five, just five seconds. That's like an immense
1: waste of technology.
0: <laughs> no, just five seconds. It goes. It goes from uh, what the, the World Trade Center to Exchange Place. Just it'll te- get you there, and by the, by the time you count to ten, are, and are those things even back. capable
1: of stopping that fast?
0: Probably not. But you know, you're going to New Jersey, so you might as well chance it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if that's what it takes to get out
1: to New Jersey, so be it.
0: Exactly, yeah. Put, get me on a catapult, something, anything. Just <laughs> get me out of here. Anyway, that's enough about trains. Let's talk about...
1: We're about trains a lot
0: Our yeah. GitHub yeah. Issues of the Week. <laughs> our first GitHub issue comes to us from Redux. Not a surprise. Redux is that signaling library framework. The framework uh, I like to think of, of it as library. a pub
1: sub for your front end.
0: Okay. That works. Uh, it sends signals out. And so other components in your application can receive them and then interpret them and send other signals out. Anyway, uh, this bug says unify the code style of documentation. Now, I'm guessing this comes from the fact that uh, developers have vastly different styles of writing code. And open source projects uh, uh, require the contribution of multiple developers. And they all write differently. So it creates issues I mean, such as
1: this. A lot of languages and a lot of projects, I should say, solve this by enforcing some type of rule. Like you got, in Python, you got 8 or flake 8. Go, you just have a built-in formatter that if you don't format it, it won't even compile. And uh, I think Ruby's got, like, some very set uh, rule or something, but uh, th- there's... The JavaScript. job is good. Everything's...
0: You have that,
1: like, you, you have, like, a very pick-and-choose kind of rules, but it could be that, like, alternatively, uh, the whole React uh, family of code could just been, like, we're doing four spaces and semicolons or something like that. I mean, that's, right. That's how I always liked it. But uh yeah. You know.
0: And and it's funny because at least the agreement here and we can see there's a two spaces, no semicolons, which I don't know how that works. Uh two spaces uh, you with, can't semicolons. with no semicolons. Yeah, uh four spaces with semicolons, but none of the none of the developers use tabs, which I guess is good. I use tabs. I like tabs a lot. Tabs work you
1: so tabs work in certain languages and in certain languages it actually does matter. Like and in other part of it is it's a lot easier to say that uh, the argument is like tabs are they look different across the board, but they also and they can also through different presentations be interpreted completely differently. But then with spaces, it's a set size no matter what, uh, no matter where you are. So, like what I like to do is be able to hit the tab button, but it actually writes out spaces, and then I
0: knew you were going to say that. Yeah. here's <laughs> the problem though. Um, the well, first with monospace type. If a tab is five spaces, it's five spaces. A lot of this, a tab is not equivalent to the number of spaces, comes when you have uh, text editors that do those tab stops. So, like, I know Word does this, but nobody writes code in Word. Where if you <laughs> oh, hit,
1: no, I've seen... I mean, I'm you, sorry. You, I shouldn't you, say you, nobody. You, you get a kick out of it every time you see that, but there I are sure, people... I'm
0: sure the people working on the next version of Visual Studio are writing that in Word. Oh. Anyway, that's why it runs so well. Um, no, the thing <laughs> is, is that... Um, uh, I just lost my train of thought. Thanks. Uh, uh, no, uh, the tab stops. That uh, Sometimes when you hit tab, uh, space, it'll keep inserting spaces without actually moving the cursor. Or moving the cursor less than the space should actually because you're up against the tab stop. But in a lot of the text editors, honestly, that I've used, a lot of languages that I've written, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been using tabs... You know, maybe it's a little wider, maybe the indentations are a little longer than you want, but that's about it. Honestly, I'd rather well, that than have everything look like it's one block the, of code because somebody decided tabs, to do two space indentations. The, that's not enough. The issue
1: I see with tabs is, uh, this was at least an issue early on in the days of GitHub, I, uh, I don't know if they were smoothed out. But you'd check your code in, and yeah, your tabs would work in your text editor, but all of a sudden you push it up to GitHub, and everything is uh, laying flat because it, Whose
0: problem is that? That's GitHub's problem. That's not my problem. It's a well, tab. Well, if you, and if you have to preserve they don't tabs, even switch,
1: which they did right? add later on, but uh, it, it t- technically it should be up to the language to enforce whether you use tabs or spaces is the ultimate decision.
0: Well, and it's not like tabs even differ between operating systems. Like, you, you could possibly have that argument of saying, oh, a tab character is represented in Actually, doesn't in, it, in, uh,
1: between Windows and uh, Unix-based things, based on the... Uh, the, the, the uh, there's some kind of escape thing in Windows that's different. No,
0: that's for line endings. It's not for tabs. Uh, there's
1: that, too. which uh, uh, why? Right. No, like
0: I said, if you had the line ending argument, that's actually maybe something. But it's not. Uh, tabs. Anyway, also, when you hit four spaces, that's four characters. A tab is one character.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And you know four times, it's four argument. characters. <laughs> it's not sixteen characters.
1: That's the Silicon Valley argument is...
0: No, that's the I that's the no, use the show, resources widely argument. I know it's the show you, you argument, watch, but they've but... taken every
1: good joke that
0: I've come up with. <laughs> so um, anyway, okay. Um, that's all we can say about that, other than uh, uh, I'd have to I'd be happy to send a pull request. Okay, whatever. Um, next. Our next github issue i'm not doing that um comes to us from caddy uh what is caddy
1: caddy is a uh, web server similar to like apache or nginx except that it is one written in go instead of c and two uh whenever you add a uh, new domain to caddy if you do not have an ssl certificate uh present it'll use uh, let's encrypt to get you an ssl certificate
0: sounds fancy a little is, uh, and so I believe, does NGINX uh, later, have something to worry about uh, now I
1: also believe later on it was given uh, uh, dynamic uh, uh, what are they called uh, dynamic upstreams for service discovery so you can say proxy back to something else and right. it'll update dynamically
0: Speaking of proxying I actually managed to get a nice reverse proxy going so I could run so I could have a domain name managed by Apache virtual hosts pipe through to a node app on a different computer.
1: I feel like that was so much more work on Apache than it would be. Oh, it be in was nginx. so much
0: more work than it should have been necessary.
1: You know, in nginx, I mean, that's three lines.
0: Well, no, it was, and that's uh, counting
1: curly braces.
0: It was six lines in Apache, mm-hmm. but there was some issue getting getting Google to accept the SSL because I had to. Well, it was ter- I was running was
1: Apache terminating it, or was the Node app terminating it? It
0: was reverse proxying through Apache to the Node app. Well, no,
1: where was the SSL termination happening though? Oh, uh, Apache. Okay. Then that shouldn't have been an issue.
0: It well, well, it, it was. I don't know why. I actually, and I almost couldn't get it running on one of my computers. Uh, or uh, anyway, we're getting off track. Hmm. So Caddy uh, says the proxy middleware needs to be rewritten. Well, I, you, know, you can open a ticket saying, "Oh,
1: this whole thing." Well, needs this, to is be ad, this is why this is why I added it because it's like, ha, a rewrite. Oh boy. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly. The proxy middleware needs to be rewritten, building upon the fabulous work already put into contribu- uh, in, put in by contributors to date. These plans are tentative and subject to change. It'll be rewritten from scratch, they always say, but with few, if any, caddy file syntax changes, hopefully. This is a guided rewrite, meaning that the current proxy code, which is very intricate, will be used as a reference for the rewrite. My hope is that we can accomplish these goals to make caddy into a more competitive, useful reverse proxy. And then it gives a list. Do you want me to read the list or
1: uh No, no you don't have to. Uh, what I will say though, this seems kind of scary to me that there's all of this. Uh, oh, they're looking to add support for dynamic backends, which was the whole service discovery thing I mentioned. But uh, this seems like they like uh, they kind of coded themselves into a corner originally. Why? Uh, I wouldn't know without looking at the actual code, but it seems like there was some uh, something that kind of was uh, just like one of those very. Uh, tightly coupled areas in the code that you can't really pull out and add new things to. Gotcha. And... Make
0: a list of supported protocols extensible by plugins like Fast CGI. Oh, my God! I need to use Fast CGI with Caddy <laughs> to run my PHP 4 applications. Well, Seriously, guys.
1: Interestingly, in contrast, there's a thing that does the, the exact same thing as Caddy that uh, probably because they didn't have an issue like this, they it p- picked up a little bit more, and that's traffic or traffic. It... It's got oh, that. It's, it's got that, it's got that,
0: Susan, it's got like that one letter. Susan?
1: <laughs> it's got that one letter that is an A and an E. So I think that's Trafic it's Trafic? Yeah. It's Trafic But
0: it's incredible. It's Trafic
1: It's basically what Caddy wants to be at this point.
0: Well, they should add in that A E, like an encyclopedia, <laughs> or orthopedic.
1: Anywho. The, Anywho. This one's a great.
0: Uh, one. Okay. Here's oh, here's a good one. Uh, this is from Moby, which is what Docker is now. Uh, Windows 10 Creators Update, which I don't like that it's called Creators Update. <laughs> so for Windows 10 Creators, like who's really creating on Windows? Well, actually, Apple is really messing up these days, so this could be. Anyway, Windows 10 Creators Update broke Docker for Windows. <laughs> the Windows 10 Creative Update is like the new version of those Media Center PCs from 2005. Oh, Remember that, like, yes. Sony Vio that came with the special Windows XP Media Center edition? Yep. It was really bad? Yep. Well, now, 12 years later, it's the Windows 10 Creators Update, which might have a new skin for Windows Media Player. I don't know. Yep. But, uh, sorry. You, you want to cut in?
1: No, I was okay. laughing.
0: <laughs> oh. No. Oh, okay. Uh, this item was created after discussing the problem over in Docker for Windows issue number 703. Uh, expected behavior on Windows 10. This is giving me PTSD for my QA stuff. Uh, <laughs> on Windows 10, after updating the creators up, or after applying the creator's update, Docker can continue to start and run containers as before. Okay, that sounds pretty reasonable. Actual behavior. On Windows 10 creator's update, container startup fails with the following error code, and it gives this hex code. Um, using the Azure Container Registry, the image I'm using is a custom image. I'm using Windows Containers. And then it gives you a, uh, a debug, steps to reproduce, and uh, what is going on? Looks like it's still open. Uh,
1: it looks like Docker itself is actually working, but...
0: Uh, but Windows isn't? What a surprise.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I think I was mentioning this to you uh, completely outside of the show earlier this week or last week, about uh, I kind of was watching the videos from DockerCon, I fell asleep, and next thing I know I wake up into the middle of the how uh, Docker works on Windows talk. <laughs> and uh, they have uh, the Magic. same. They have the same project, completely built in two separate languages, Go and C Sharp. Uh, like this is Microsoft managing them, just to get uh, containers to work on Windows. It's like uh, you run con- uh, you run containerd, which is a subsystem of Docker on Linux, and so Microsoft built their own thing that does that handles things the same way. And uh, it's really funny, just because. They had to write it in C-Sharp just because they're Microsoft and they wanted a C-Sharp version. Sure. But they needed the Go one to be able to use with Docker.
0: Were they writing it in Microsoft
1: Word? <laughs> no, nah, probably, it's probably Visual happened. Studio, which I would love to see a Go plugin for Visual Studio because it's probably just like the Go compiler with little PowerShell uh, wrappers around it.
0: Speaking of laughable things, didn't they just release uh, Visual Studio for Mac?
1: Uh, they've had uh, the Visual well, Studio code came out for a while. The uh, or is this the, is this the full? It. Is this the full featured Visual Studio? I,
0: I think it's the full thing. Huh? This smorgasbord. Anyway, um, stop trying to create stuff on Windows 10 Creators Update. I guess that's the solution.
1: <laughs> just what you... stop using just go Windows? Back. That's... go
0: back to getting viruses. Uh... You, that,
1: usually, the best thing to do seems to be just don't use Windows. Like I, yeah. I have friends who have like in like a night of like just a hackathon they were using windows they're running into so many problems so they just wiped their windows and installed like ubuntu or something and all of a sudden they managed to go through the entire hackathon within like more uh, like much more efficiency than they would have on windows to begin with and they had rather to have than wiping all, anything all the why time they just virtualize it because then you're still dealing with windows have you ever tried to get VirtualBox running in windows
0: oh yes it's not oh no wait in windows no yeah I've tried to get virtual boxes of Windows running, but not
1: in Windows. I mean, I, I, I'm totally willing to spring for VMware. It's actually pretty nice on both Mac and yeah. Windows, but, like, it's still, oh, God.
0: I I don't know. I, I know we're giving Windows a lot of crap. I have every version of Windows. You see, we're, we're giving Windows, Windows a lot PMs. of crap,
1: but point out something redeeming about Windows, and I'll stop giving them crap.
0: Um, It is needlessly backwards compatible. <laughs> I,
1: I, I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, I don't know. That's a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Or as
0: my mom says, a left-handed compliment because left-handed people weren't allowed to exist back in the 60s. Um, are, are, anyway. are
1: you negging Microsoft now? Are, are you going to ask them to the uh, fall formal there by negging them? You
0: know, I have to say, Microsoft – I was having this talk with one of our friends recently. Um, Microsoft may be the only – company that's heading in a good direction right now. Oh, they're they
1: making the right move, so that'll give them...
0: Apple is not... Uh, I don't think... I don't like where Facebook's going. I'm not a... I don't know what Google's doing. Yeah, Microsoft I mean, both Facebook and Google have that
1: big, big brother image right now that uh, is doing them some harm. That
0: Microsoft definitely did 20 years ago. Oh, They've yeah. managed yeah. to shrug off if they're
1: going into obscurity. I, mean, I don't think there's much of a concern back then as there is now for that stuff.
0: No. Well, I mean, you remember the, oh, you know, there's that back door in Windows 95. Like, Okay.
1: Yeah, but that was like, uh, you know, the only people who even were aware of that concept were people like us, you know, nerds.
0: That's true. And plus, what, I mean, it's like, what were you going to get off of someone's computer with a
1: dial-up modem 20 <laughs> years ago? <laughs> They're you The know? last three people they called. <laughs>
0: right. I don't know if those Microsoft money files are exportable. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: So, by the way, I Microsoft Money
0: was a great program I never uh, used that, actually it was, it was great, I had it on the uh, Packard Bell Navigator <clears> And, uh, yeah It was, there was really Skeuomorphism was really big In the, in the mid to late Now, I guess really until 2007, 2008 Skeuomorphism was hmm. huge I And mean, the, the whole idea of Packard Bell Navigator Which was basically Microsoft Bob Is, the computer's your house And you walk into the computer. Anyway, we're getting off track because there's a lot of stuff to talk
1: about. Well, this next one I hope you can actually elaborate on a bit more than I could.
0: Uh, Is this React? Yep. Uh, Proper explanation for ref versus controlled input and use case for state variable in React. (laughs) I went through the docs of React, I'm sorry, about (coughs) controlled and uncontrolled components. I've created a simple use case where I want to enforce the user... Yeah. Where I want to enforce the user... ...to enter only uppercase values in the input field. Actually, we do have a component like this. Um, it's for phone numbers. Huh. Uh, in the first case, I've used... This way, you, when you type a number, it generates... The input field masks it so you only can type in numbers... and then it, ...so it formats it properly with the parentheses and stuff. Anyway, uh, in the first case, I've used ref with onchange ...to ac- achieve this in a global object's property to capture the DOM node. That is not... That is an anti-pattern, I believe. Um... Second case, I've used value property and state with on change. No, I don't like that either. I and
1: mean, that's the one I, I used back when I was. Oh wait, doing sorry. That what act. is this? I need to re- re- reread that. That's like uh, the uh, second change. Wait, wait,
0: wait. Hold on. The second case, I've used the value property and state with on change. Uh, you know what? No, you're right. Because this is what they say. Handle change event. This dot set state. Yep. So the, the second way is right. The first way is not correct because well, first, what is the problem? If you figured it out. Before I go on my high horse, oh, I haven't, uh, I haven't figured it.
1: Wh- I just always use the second way. Uh, While I can validate, I, the, well,
0: uh, well, I can validate the user input even when I'm not using state. Not syncing the value prop with state is done in the first example above. So when I well, I need to write it. He uses well a lot. Well, I need to write. In not a all event of us are
1: native English speakers. I think that's the issue there.
0: A lot of the native English speakers love using these non-sequiturs hmm. uh, like so. Well, I need to write an event handler like OnChange when using ref to validate user input at, a, as, at runtime is done in case one. So event handler with ref is nor... And this is a whole discussion. I would say that because React is a, is a library where everything is... Um, it's, 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 a, it's a very... It's like an existential crisis <laughs> dealing with... With, with JavaScript elements in React, because you're not actually dealing with the JavaScript element itself. You're dealing with this essence of the element, this, the spirit of the element, this representation in some other plane, which is called the virtual DOM. You're going to uh,
1: align your JavaScript chakras later?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, what happens is in the React framework, you have this thing called a ref reference that allows you to, bind a specific node in the DOM, a specific element on the page, to a variable that you can access and React. But because you're not actually supposed to be dealing with real elements and only their instances, only their essences, that's actually an anti-pattern. Because as the second... what was this? These, the second way of doing this, is, which is the right way, where you have your component, and then the state of the component determines if it's, if it's uh, valid, if it's invalid, if, it's, if the text is supposed to be formatted a certain way um, based on the input. A lot of that stuff has to deal with the state of the component and not necessarily an attribute for the specific element on the page. It's I would say just do, dr- do, do drugs. Sorry, no. Do, do, <laughs> take some shrooms and stare at JavaScript. And, oh, uh, God,
1: that sounds like a bad trip already.
0: I mean, if you are dealing with React, it might be, but that's <laughs> a great way to grasp it because you really need to think on another plane. You need to think on another I level. I don't of think with so. I stuff.
1: think you need to think of it. I when I was approaching React, no,
0: no, no, no because here is the thing: a lot if you think since of it too I literally, React,
1: which wow, well, I was old you when think I say it, that, but like for hold me, hold on
0: one second, because when, when you think too literally. That's when you run into problems. Oh, with React. yeah. I was talking to uh, Tyler, who is still sick. He has bronchi- bronchitis. Um, he, I was talking to him. He had this issue where he was trying to make a simple dropdown, but the elements of the drop down menu were pulled from something else. Mm-hmm. If you were writing this in standard HTML or even vanilla JavaScript, it would be a few lines of code. Very, very, very simple. With React the Whole thing, hmm. it's its you have many layers of I, files and components, and, and all of this extra stuff.
1: So, I think why I actually preferred the React way of doing it, and like I said, I haven't touched React in a while, so it could have changed for all I know. But, well, it has, probably.
0: There's, there's the uh, fiber that's coming out. Oh, yeah,
1: but- yeah. But, uh, what I was gonna say is. I always thought of it as I'm not actually touching the DOM anymore. I'm touching an object, which was a lot easier for me to think about coming from more of the non-visual uh, background.
0: That's what I said. You're, you, uh, you're a level, you're in another yeah. dimension.
1: Yeah. So for from like me approaching it, that I actually found it a lot easier because I'm just thinking, okay, this object has state and then there's this representation stuff that I'm not even really dealing with aside from the actual uh, markup for it. I don't need to think about that. I just need to think about I have this object. And when things change, how do I deal with that?
0: Okay. From my perspective, I was thinking of it from the uh, my venture into JavaScript started in, with Angel Fire and DHTML.
1: Oh, I am sorry.
0: So when I, I'm coming from that perspective, where you literally most of it is literally dealing with elements on the page.
1: I think I and wrote Node before I wrote JavaScript in the browser, so that might be why I think of it this way. <laughs>
0: Interesting. So that's why it was really hard for me to get across, wrap my mind around, because I, for over a decade, had been just messing directly with elements on the page. But when you let React do it, or Angular 2, or these modern virtual DOM frameworks, the way that they modify the elements on the page is more advanced, and it's better for performance. It's worse for your brain... But you'll eventually get a well, on, depending on better what, what your background
1: is. I, I would argue, like uh, right. anybody who's coming from more of a backend background, I'd say it's more comfortable. If anything,
0: yeah, oh, or maybe it's just people starting now. If you start JavaScript now or a couple of years ago, it might be better. But you know, I, the, there's a part of me that still remembers those Angel Fire tutorials. <laughs> So, Anyway, we've talked a lot about not ransomware The last thing before we get into ransomware Is something that we missed from last week Because this is really important um, And it's about this nasty phishing, PH, attempt uh, That someone is leveraging Google Docs To access your information Now, it's a really cool, really cool exploit Because what happens is and this, And I got a couple of these they send you an email that comes from Google. The email comes from Google. But isn't it and Google says, using
1: that uh, uh, Unicode cheat or something like that?
0: Oh no. I don't know. But the, no, it come, I don't know exactly how they start it, But it says, from Google, this person wants to access this Google Doc. And then it cc's you. Or sorry. It's addressed to you. And it cc's this address that's like 20 H's. H-H-H-H-H-H. Um, when you click the button in the email, it's not your standard, oh, the button actually goes to some random website in Indonesia. It goes to a Google page, and it has the Google and – and I've really made sure that it actually is Google. And it has the, the standard Google authentication, you know, do you want to share this document with X person? They have this permission. But if you look at the parameter that says forward URL, it goes to a very different website afterwards. And you realize that this might not actually be, uh, you know, legitimate. Um, and this is going on. And people, I don't know why, people, are, I guess, are, are naturally welcoming, uh, are clicking yes. Hmm. And that person then gets access, full access, to your Google account. Ooh. Not just Docs, but also Gmail. Also all of your other Google stuff. Uh, and this has been really nasty. And it's spreading like mad. Um, Let's see, I'm just going through, uh, there's a Wired article about it, but it looks like we've talked about all of this, um, yeah, it's really cool, oh no, sorry, it's not asking for your permission, it's saying this person has shared a Google Doc with you, and then when you click the link to open it, and then it asks for your credentials, but that's Google, It's it uses something with OAuth, and they're forwarding... Uh, ...in the token that you get from authorizing your account with the forward URL.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know. Really interesting. That is interesting. And because the email comes from Google and the link that you click goes to a Google page, it's a level removed from your standard... Your auto warranty is about to expire. Click this link to renew it. Hmm. I don't have a car. So,
1: um... And then uh, give this uh, Nigerian prince a couple thousand dollars... You in, know, in return. No, no, no.
0: It was that he has millions of dollars and but he wants to held. share it with you as long as you give him your bank info.
1: But, but they're being I held, read, though. So he I read needs this your recently. money in order to uh, get his money out of uh, holding.
0: Right, but the, I read this recently. Canadian authorities have recently found $20 million in Nigeria from the, some, like, some Nigerian prints that they raided. <laughs> Might have actually been true. Who knows? Anyway... We're 32 minutes in, which is great, because that's a power of two. Two to the fifth,
1: I think? Uh, that sounds right.
0: Fifth? Yep. And, uh, that means it's time for our newsreel, as I so we make it potted up over here. And, uh, ransomware. There's been this nasty bit of ransomware, and, uh, well, let's just cut right to the chase. Ransomware ravages remote computers around the world. Let's hear it! From our news department. No Money Up presents News to Use. The Internet. Friday, May 12th. Computers around the world are buzzing with a new form of ransomware. A type of software that holds your file's ransom unless you pay up. Call... WannaCry, this malicious software evolved from a tool designed by the National Security Agency, or NSA, to encrypt files on a remote computer or even control it entirely. A group called the Shadow Brokers was responsible for this leak, containing numerous tools to infect machines running older versions of Windows, a figure that tells to more than 65% of desktop computers suffering the web last month. WannaCry has been used to infect blackmail and control computers around the world, including those used by FedEx, Telefonica, and the UK's National Health Service. At least 75,000 computers in 74 countries have been affected by this pernicious piece of code. Microsoft report that they have patched all the vulnerable exploits that these tools were used to run. However, because many users fail to run Windows Update, or can't because they've illegally acquired their version of Windows, these tools remain highly effective for the foreseeable future. So what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And though many Americans are afraid of what happens next, we at least know the world still turns into truth. Marches on. That's why this has been News to you, Brought to you by pneumonia And cheesy poofs. And cheesy boobs, yes. Uh, eat snacky s'mores. <laughs> Some snacky s'mores. Uh, yes, actually, it was the longest one yet. I actually overrun, overran the end of the bed, but it was a lot, of, a lot of stuff to get to because this is the biggest ransomware attack known to humans, known to humanity.
1: Humanity. It is. I think it's the most uh, widespread is what it, uh, by largest is what you mean, right?
0: Yes, it is. I mean, 75,000 computers in 74 countries. It's infecting the National Health Service in England. I'm going to say probably because I bet some of those computers are still running Windows XP with IE6. I mean, when you possibly. don't upgrade your computers for 15 years, something is going to happen to you.
1: It doesn't to that uh, the UK just can't seem to catch a break between Brexit and things like this.
0: <laughs> well, you know, some people think Brexit is good. But um, the point is that... When you have governmental computers, you know what happens. They buy the computers once, they sit on them for 10 years, they have some overpaid IT guy that's supposed to manage them all, but somehow they're not properly managed. So, um, let's talk about... uh, I was going to do a quick history of malware, but because we're going on a little long, let's talk about exactly what this is. Um, This is called WannaCry, also going by the names of... Uh, Wanna Decryptor, hmm. or there was another one with a zero in it, like Cryptor, um, Wanna Decryptor 2.8. What happens is if you're on a Windows computer, and Windows 10 is. Uh, Microsoft, just to start off with this, Microsoft has issued patches for all of this. Please make sure your Windows computer is up to date. It does not affect Windows 10. If you're on Windows 10, uh, except if you're running the Creator's Update and you can't run Docker stuff, you're probably good. Um, but if you're running an older version of Windows, here's what'll happen. You'll get a pop-up that says, oops, your files have been encrypted. What happened to my computer? Your important files are encrypted. Many of your documents, photos, videos, databases, and other files are no longer accessible because they have been encrypted. Maybe you're, uh, let me me do the, uh, the, uh, I need it, I need some kind of a stand or something so I can just kind of hit it, you know? With the uh many of your documents photos videos and databases are no longer accessible because they've been encrypted maybe you're busy looking for a way to recover your files but don't waste your time nobody can recover your files without our decryption service can i recover my files sure we guarantee that you can recover all your files safely and quickly but but you have not so much time this is, you can tell, speaking of not, not native English speakers. But you have not so much time. If You can decrypt some of your files for free. Try now by clicking decrypt. But if you want to decrypt all your files, you need to pay. You only have three days to submit the payment. After that, the price will be doubled. Also, if you don't pay within seven days, you won't be able to recover your files at all. We will have free events for the users who are so poor that they can't pay in six months. How do I pay? Payment is accepted in Bitcoin only. And that's...
1: uh, There's a clock
0: on the left. Payment will be raised on 5-15-2017. Time left. Your files will be lost on 5-19-2017. Wow. And send $300 worth of Bitcoin to this address, and it is a hash uh, check payment and decrypt. Ouch. Ouch. What do you do? If you, get, if you get something like this, you're pretty much hosed, aren't you? Yep.
1: Yeah, you are. Unless you yeah, pay. you are. And even still, you're still hosed.
0: What happened to, um... We don't negotiate with terrorists. This is terrorism. We don't, we don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't pay ransoms. Uh,
1: all those people bought mass- mattresses, One, <laughs> you, you get the reference, right? Uh,
0: mattress salesman? American, American dad. dad. That means two
1: things. Um... <laughs> But uh, particularly uh, the article uh, I found at uh, uh Oh, that's Comey's website. No, I don't think so. I think that's Comey's website. I really don't think so. I think it is. I really don't think Interesting so. Interesting
0: how this comes up right after he gets fired.
1: I really don't think it's related. Uh, I
0: don't know. And, and, I uh, strongly, I,
1: I almost insist it's not related.
0: It's from Comey.io. Uh,
1: I am almost entirely sure it's not the same.
0: Okay. Well, before we get into the, the infection uh, vector of this, the deal with encryption is, is what, really quickly?
1: So uh, by taking a large uh, numerical value that's usually uh, converted to a hash and uh, taking uh, your uh, it, it, yeah, contents of a file or really just any payload of any sort that has any data... And running it through a particular algorithm of some sorts uh, to spit out a random uh, bunch of values that really mean nothing to a uh, human, uh, you encrypt it. And the only way to get it decrypted is uh, through a particular decryptor. Which usually there's some sort of uh, handshake or key, or key related, uh, or either you both have the same key or a key is transferred, or some way to, uh, that the decryptor knows what, how the encryptor encrypted the value. And then the decryptor will uh, run the inverse uh, function that was uh, uh, created to decrypt the, that particular data.
0: Right. And um, when done properly, and I've said this many a time, but let's, re- let's repeat it because we really need to remember this. Encryption is
1: math. It is entirely math.
0: <laughs> when you do it properly, the only way it can be decrypted is when, some- when somebody has the uh, private key. If it's if it's public key encryption, mm-hmm. the,
1: that's well, it. it really depends on uh, what in- encryption algorithm to you use.
0: I mean, yes, it depends. It, it vary the, it, the the strength of it varies based on the time, the type of encryption algorithm, the length of the key, the amount of. I think honestly, the amount of data because that generates the a, a blob of stuff that. Well, length of the key is the most
1: important part. Length, right. Um, uh,
0: And the type of algorithm that it's used, and the number of times the algorithm is run. mm -hmm. DES is typically run three times because running it once Mm -hmm. isn't secure anymore. Running it three times was secure until AES came (laughs)
1: out. Yeah, AES is uh, a a part of the underlying part of the TLS, which... uh, And
0: a lot of computers have hardware... I know my MacBook has hardware AES.
1: Most do these days. Most modern computers do. And uh, w- with that, though, uh, the, uh, they're all uh, kind of uh, like, uh, at least for the uh, TLS situation, which uses AES under the hood, it's actually doing uh, RSA encryption, though, where you have a, pu- a public key and a private key. And uh, with that, um, uh, the importance there is that the keys are large, uh, because in RSA encryption, the, uh, it's a particular algorithm for encryption if the uh, keys are, are a small value, uh, a numerical value. Uh, then it's actually easier to um, to actually uh, decrypt this yourself uh, because uh, of the fact that it, the, uh, the, the number of outcomes, uh, regardless of the private key, are much larger based on the size of the uh, value of the keys.
0: Yes, and when properly encrypted, it will take until the heat death of the universe to brute force. Well, that's really the only recourse you have. Well, is, the
1: NSA argues otherwise, but yes.
0: Well, you can do attacks to reduce the key, the, uh, and key space. And of course,
1: there were things like uh, Heartbleed uh, a while back, but that's been patched.
0: Fire Sheep. That was a thing. Yeah. But that's, that relies... That's, actually, that's different. That relies on insecure session tokens. Which,
1: those uh, all had logos, which I find hilarious. Like, our, our security holes are such a big deal that they had branding behind them. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, when you have... It's important, uh, if anything. When you have but... 25% unemployment, you gotta... <laughs> that, that work has to go somewhere. Although, clearly, um, it's
1: become a thing in tech. The only way to get any attention is to have a nice logo. Oh,
0: that's, that's good.
1: Like, you think about it, like... Yeah. Finally,
0: people are starting to yeah. appreciate design. Fantastic. Anyway, with WannaCry, let's talk about how it infects people. First, um, somebody tweeted with, uh, from SpamTech uh, at some people... I don't know. You guys are very wrong. There's no stopping our ransom. There's no getting rid of it. No command alt can help with W cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there appear to be multiple infection vectors for this one. Uh, let's see. They've unco- uncovered the following one, an email containing a link or PDF file or similar with a similar link retrieves a .hta file. .hta, I think, is a web app in Windows. Oh, thank God. Um, you know, because I was like, what?
1: I had yeah, never heard of a .hta before.
0: Back in my IE days, uh, if you I was to like, do I'm some,
1: pretty sure that that is a Windows-only thing.
0: Is Windows-only, pretty and it probably has a ton of permissions that it shouldn't, because when the .hta retrieves a payload, which will retrieve or install the malware. Ooh. Yikes. For example, HXXP, I'm guessing that's supposed to be T, I don't know blah, 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 garbage URL slash q.hta, command and control servers, and they're all based on, on the Tor network, which, if you want to learn more about Tor, visit our archive. There you go. Listen to our Dark Web episode, number 10. Anyway, uh, it, it's believed that the ransomware, this ransomware, used an in, in SMB, Samba, vulnerability patched by Microsoft in March. A public exploit for this vulnerability had been released in April by a group subbed as Shadow Bro- Brokers, which emerged for the first time in August 2016, while leaking files containing offensive tools belonging to the NSA, including a remote Samba exploit called Eternal Blue, which affects the above vulnerability. This vulnerability is believed to have been used by the NSA to take over their targets, including the backbone of financial institutions in the Middle East. Uh, last month... uh. A lot of tech press uncovered the Shadow Brokers leak, uh, which they were wondering what was going to happen with all of that software, and now we can see what's happening. They're, being, they're using it to uh, ransom a bunch of money from governments that had been previously using that uh, weapon. So karma's a bitch, guys. Um, let's see. Thanks to Darian Huss for highlighting the binary that infects the system. So there's... I'm not entirely sure... Exactly how this works, other than I'm going to guess buffer overflow through an through an existing exploit that allows Not privileges exactly. on Windows. Not no, exactly. okay. Well, a lot of this goes to a command and control garbage domain, which is just gibberish. And somebody, some some genius—they call him an accidental hero in the Guardian—figured out that if you just read, it was com, if you registered that domain and actually made the botnet virtually powerless. Hmm. Ten dollar fix. <laughs> I can't believe I mean like that's one of those like you have a bunch of really you know the smartest people in the whole world a ton of security researchers and some guy in the back goes hey what if we just register the domain name right they're like oh, shit that might work
1: so the uh, honeypots they set up for, uh, the uh, SMB honeypots that that's a pretty interesting who set movie. up uh, certain uh, security researchers uh, the example in one of our articles is uh I'm not going to try to pronounce that last name because it's uh, clearly Eastern European.
0: I don't see it. Oh. That, yeah, it's like Russian lettering. Yep. That Slavic uh, alphabet. Yep. Um, I put an Asamba honeypot on the internet and I was infected by WannaCry in less than three minutes. This sounds like the blaster worm. Jeez. Also, a Windows-only target. Uh,
1: Most. Viruses are windows.
0: Most viruses are windows, though. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of, it looks like, assembly. Um, What are we looking looking at here, Christian? How does this work?
1: These are uh, C-like pseudocode, actually, uh, to explain uh, how it's actually being done. And what it's doing is it's actually opening up a TCP connection and sending back and forth a buffer of uh, random bytes that aren't exactly human-readable to open up a particular um, endpoint. And once that's on there... It sends a series of instructions in Assembler to actually do the uh, encryption on your disk. And uh, so it's doing a remote encryption onto the disk itself. And then it installs the uh, thing saying... When you us. say
0: remote encryption, you mean it, it's triggered remotely.
1: Yes, it's being remotely executed.
0: By the command and control server. Yes. That was something whatever dot com. Yes. Okay. And... Uh, By the way, the initial assembly code I was, was above where you are on the,
1: uh, on the page.
0: Cause it was ah, just, I see know, what you're talking about. Push okay. eax, push eax, push one that looks. Yeah, looks that. Like so
1: the thing I was looking at was actually the uh, decomp uh, the decompiled pseudo code based off of that assembly.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, a lot of breakpoints. Yeah, yeah. Well. Oh, I see. Because he's stepping through this. Yeah. So. Uh, when they say Samba Honeypot, does that just mean that they've exposed the port that Samba runs on to the web and they're sand- using an unpatched version of Windows?
1: Uh, it's a sandbox running uh, Samba protocol. Right, to- but what I'm
0: saying is if you had like... Because uh, this is what it was with the Blaster Worm. If you just sp- spun up a new Windows XP mm-hmm. and uh, you know completely unpatched, un- un- dust off the CD-ROM from 2001. Yep. If you enabled Samba... And then DMZ'd the computer, then it would end up with this WannaCry thing immediately. Yep. Wow. Well, yeah, this is exactly like the Blaster Worm. Yep. Except worse. Yep. Because it's much more modern. Oh, yeah. Um. So what else? What else does this do? Uh,
1: so it,
0: it triggers a remote encryption of your files. Yeah, and then and it then... tells
1: the thing that says, uh, pay us. And right. uh, it's actually the decryptor, but it won't actually decrypt until it gets the, hey, we received payment, or it'll just delete your files on a, uh, whatever the Windows equivalent of a cron job is.
0: Right, which is services.msc. Um, when? Uh, how does this compare to that Star Trek ransomware? Kirk? Uh,
1: so I don't know how uh, the uh, Kirk stuff infects your computer. But my my uh, interpretation was of it was that it wasn't just like Windows specific; it would actually run on anything. And spe- oh, okay. yeah, specifically that. Oh, now I remember the uh, how that was infected. Uh, you installed a fake version of a. So this was targeting developers too, clearly, because it was a uh, fake version of a um, what's called a load testing tool. Ouch. Yeah and uh it, the low testing tool is also named after a star trek thing, and uh don't
0: target developers guys we're we're on the same team. come on
1: <laughs> and so with that uh it it was like you had to pay uh some new currency that uh people speculate that thing Like
0: free or something
1: uh yeah but a, a different one, and uh people speculate that that thing existed just to make that uh currency a bit more popular gotcha
0: yeah um. Back to WannaCry. I'm just looking at this stuff. I mean, this is really intense. Uh, there's, I mean, we're, we're pretty powerless here. I love how Java files
1: in- make it onto the list of things that can be infected.
0: <laughs> Anything could be infected. Well, well, well what, yeah, what about this? Yeah, if, ba- what, isn't isn't there a way to, to mock the response from the payment server? Is there a way to trick this into saying like you've been paid or thinking that you've been paid without you actually doing it?
1: Uh, not like from, if you did some kind
0: of changing the host file on you can't do that. It's,
1: not it's from what job. I see.
0: Um. Great. Um. Yeah. No, there's a lot of a actually, lot of stuff. There's I don't a-
1: see .dot go on the list of uh, encrypted files. Ouch.
0: Uh, encryption. Dot doc, dot docx, blah 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 blah.
1: It's most things, but
0: Office. Yeah, I don't
1: see go on uh, there. Huh.
0: VSD. Ooh. You, uh, dot works. Hey, look at that! Wh- Microsoft Works. What? What is that? Uh, <laughs> Microsoft Works. That was their uh, word pro uh, word, word word processor. Uh, what was it called? It was a whole suite that, that was really popular right before Microsoft Office, like huh. 1995.
1: Yeah, I don't really have like the. It. <laughs>
0: Do you remember Claris works on, on Mac?
1: No, I don't.
0: No. Anyway, um, what to do to uh, not be the next victim. Patch your stuff. That's it. Microsoft has released vulnerabilities. Let me pull them up. Because some, some of the vulnerabilities are actually pretty funny. Um, I like how they call as it. As we've talked about previously, the NSA have some pretty funny names for their exploits. There's Eternal Blue, Emerald Thread... Eternal champion. Oh, something weird. Erratic- is
1: like the apparently like the big scary one.
0: <laughs> erratic gopher, Eskimo roll, huh. Eternal romance, Educated scholar, Eternal synergy, and eclipsed wing. Of the three remaining exploits, there are three left. Or this was from April fourteenth, so they're probably patched by now. Um, Englishman dentist, Esteem audit, and exploding can. Wow, of those 3 none non-reproduces on supported platforms, which means that customers running Windows Seven and more recent versions of Windows or Exchange twenty ten and newer versions of Exchange are not at risk. Customers still running prior versions of these products are encouraged to upgrade to a supported offering. What does this mean? That also means that if your operating system has been end of life, like Windows XP or Windows Vista, upgrade now, please. Now, now, this is really one of those things where you're you know, my computer's fine. It's fine. It's been running Windows fine for 15 years. Now you have to upgrade because it will be compromised.
1: Hmm. Well, that's, Right? Yeah, that's good news for front-end developers, I guess.
0: <laughs> Thank God. Because then we could finally start raising the bar to IE9, the browser that's been out for five years. Um, let's see. There is a lot of stuff about interesting bits of ransomware. And I actually, uh, my aunt and uncle in Baltimore are emailing me recently because they've seen a lot of pop-ups that may that might be ransomware, but it's not. It's just those standard clickbait, you know. (laughs) Your Windows is out of date. Well, we have a Mac. Um, Uh, Aren't they
1: usually smart enough now to give you that Mac cleaner? uh, You would
0: think so? You'd think so, but no.
1: I don't like. And the the ones that have sites I go to that have pop-ups, they're actually smart enough to be like, "Hey, you're on a Mac. You need Mac cleaner." And I'm like, "No, I don't."
0: You should, you, uh, uh, when you see one of those that targets Ubuntu, let me know.
1: <laughs> I will. I would be impressed if they did.
0: I would be impressed too. Um, let's see.
1: Clearly, that Kirk Singer so is the only one so far to be uh, headed down that, that road.
0: Yes. Uh, let's talk about. We already talked about the accidental hero who halted the global spread of an unprecedented ransomware attack by registering a garbled domain name hidden in the malware. Has warned the attack could be rebooted. Yeah, they could just repackage it with a different command and control domain. Um, the identify, the researcher who identified himself only as Malware Tech. It's totally not an ad. Is a 22 year old developer from Southwest England who works for Cryptos Logic, an LA based threat intelligence company. Uh, blah blah blah. Kill switch was hard coded into the malware. That's a bad idea. That's the whole. That was the fault. Yeah, so they messed up because they, inco- they, inco- they hard-coded the kill switch in the malware. Which, what, what was it? There was some really bad malware that didn't do that. They had a completely dynamic network to figure out what the CNC server would be. So they couldn't do something like this to uh, take it down.
1: Hmm.
0: I can't remember what that was. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, anyway, um, despite this, this accidental hero, the BBC warned that... Uh, you might expect more cyber attack cases on Monday. NHS cyber attack, more ransomware cases, quote, likely on Monday. In a statement, the National Cybersecurity Center, RE, said that a ran- ransomware attack of this type and on this scale could happen again. Although, and this is what they say in Congress when they talk about terrorist attacks, there is no specific evidence as of yet. And I will spend the next 20 minutes scaring your pants off. But there's no specific evidence of another 9-11. There's no specific evidence of another cyber war attack. Um, But yet, be vigilant. Uh, It is... It said it knew of attempts to attack organizations other than the NHS and warned that more cases could, quote, come to light in the UK and elsewhere as the new working week begins, almost as if they wanted it to. What does the BBC say to prevent yourself from getting caught? Uh, Keep your organization security software patches up to date, yes. Use proper antivirus software services, maybe. (laughs) Back back up the data.
1: The more I think about this, the more I think uh, the person who wrote this was either a disgruntled front-end guy who didn't want to deal with all the revisions of IE... Or a disgruntled the Windows sysadmin who didn't want to deal with the old versions of Windows.
0: How do we get everybody... How do we get people to stop using Windows XP? What if
1: we... <laughs> what if we just run a virus <laughs> that just... You're, you're screwed. Encrypted all yeah. their files
0: unless they upgraded to Windows 7.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, the more that, I think that, about it, right? It's like... It would yeah, make total no, sense. No.
0: <laughs> that makes total sense. Except that would make... The, the key would be if the CNC server was located in Redmond. Then you'd really know... <laughs> But it's not. In fact, it looks like uh, the EU is much harder hit than us on this side of the pond. Um, It's a lot of stuff. Uh, St. Bartholomew's in London. IT disruption ongoing. Sorry for that. Uh, A lot of stuff. English, English, English. Whatever. The problem is, on the heels of all this stuff, you have a lot of politicians trying to make encryption illegal.
1: We were just Uh, talking
0: about the UK. God, they are such idiots. Well, here's all the government. Well, yeah, but they look at it
1: through a different lens. They don't look at it. It's not even that. It's just they don't know what it is.
0: I know. So when they don't know what it is, they look to the people in the industry to help sway their opinions. But
1: those people are horrible. The people that they go to are horrible. Like, look at the FCC guy, the uh, Verizon guy. Right. Right. Who's like, right? Or look at. Let's just trust the companies to be. Totally playing fair.
0: That's why it's unacceptable in the 21st century to have politicians without a clue on technology, because then they will continue to get buffaloed into thinking stuff like encryption only allows criminals a safe space. So we can't let that happen. So let's have nobody encrypt unless you have a license and then we'll still track you. Um, Here's what the UK's prime minister, Theresa May, uh, said in 2015, this was before Brexit. This was before. This is when David Cameron was still on Number 10. Uh, Theresa May has said that there must be. There must be. And this is from the Guardian. There must be no safe spaces for terrorist communications, as she indicated that, Conservative, that the Conservative Manifesto will contain proposals to prevent encryption of Internet communications. The Home Secretary mounted another fierce attack on her coalition colleagues for blocking the communications data bill in 2012. And she's talking about the thing that the, that the uh, UK Parliament passed last year, the Snoopers Charter. With every, so she said this, with every day, I'm not going to do the accent, with every day that passes without the capabilities in this proposed bill that's the Snoopers Charter, the powers of the security services diminish. She said this meant, she, I can't talk, sorry. She said this meant that crimes will go unpunished and innocent lives put at risk. May told the House of Commons that it was likely that the counter-terrorist investigation in Paris following the massacre of the Charlie Hebdo involved the use of communications data to locate the suspects. She said it was necessary to allow the police and security services under a tightly controlled regime to find the who, where, when, and how of the communication, but not its content. So she's asking for metadata, which is what we ask for here. However... Also, from last year, uh, Comey, Joseph Comey, the former FBI director, recently, or I shouldn't say recently, last year during the San Bernardino uh, attack, school shooting, uh, and there was that iPhone that might have had somebody's messages, might have had the shooter's messages or something like that, but it was encrypted. So he couldn't access it. So what do you do? Let's make encryption illegal. He says... And I'm not going to read the whole letter. By the way, this is much scarier than anything he said about Hillary. He says, The particular legal issue is actually quite narrow. The relief that we seek is limited and its value increasingly obsolete because the technology continues to evolve. We simply want the chance, with a search warrant, to try to guess the terrorist passcode without the phone essentially self-destructing and without it taking a decade to guess correctly. That's it.
1: So uh, <laughs> That's I mean, it! We the, the only want to part. break
0: extremely cr- strong encryption whenever we want. That's all.
1: The, the, so right up until that last part, it's like, okay, so you're basically just asking if Apple can grant unlimited retries. But then there's that last part, and it's like...
0: Without it taking a decade to guess
1: well, correctly. Well, and then, then math.
0: <laughs> but then he says, and this is a doublespeak, we don't want to break anyone's encryption or set a master key loose on the land. Well, that's what it does, Mr. Comey. That's what this does.
1: This is government not understanding how things work.
0: No, and and he tries to, and him coming across as trying to be just like a regular guy. Yeah, I'm just, you know, Joe Sixpack. I just want to, I just want the cops, you know, when, when your child is killed, we want the cops to be able to find out, and we can't have them find out if your phone is encrypted. So turn it off. To help us, to help the FBI, to help the police, so your child's killer can be found. I mean, that is disgusting.
1: I get no, the I'm argument, sorry. but it's like, it really is a thing where it's like either everybody has it or nobody has it. And in some cases, it does protect people's privacy of just things in that... In
0: a lot of cases, it protects people's privacy. And much like another tenant that we as Americans hold dear, free speech, that free speech protects the speech that you don't want to hear, unfortunately. Encryption... While it allows you to bank securely and buy your underwear on Amazon securely, it also allows people to have nefarious conversations securely. That sucks. Mm -hmm. But that's the modern dilemma. And if you're telling me that they're building a giant Death Star in Utah with $2 billion of equipment and many supercomputers and that they can't get past that with all of the cooperation that Silicon Valley has been giving Uncle Sam, I have a hard time believing that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I have a hard time believing that Comey's hands are tied, given the vast resources of the most powerful government the world has ever known. Sorry for popping. But we've talked about England. We've talked about America. Another country had an election recently. Le France, (laughs) with Monsieur Macron. He has some words to say uh, about encryption, too. And I will not, again, do that accent. In a 40 minute speech discussing his approach to counter terrorism, Macron describes the internet as having become an essential part of terrorism and argues it therefore needs to be an essential part of the fight against terrorism. Quote, that's why. I don't know if the speech was in English or not, but.
1: That is why.
0: That's why we need to have an open discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to end up sounding like Borat. With my big wife (laughs) and the. uh, My wife. And then, yeah, uh, that's why. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. No, I can't uh, stop uh, thinking. About I'm
1: impressed that. we've gotten this long without a Borat uh, reference. But... I,
0: I know. Uh, <laughs> Jews. Um, that's why we need to have an open discussion uh, with big internet companies. <laughs> I keep hearing myself doing the lousy French accent in my head. I'm sorry.
1: We need uh, to have discussions with the no, big no, no, internet no, companies. No, no, no,
0: no. Google, Facebook, Apple, Twitter, and others, he said. Many cameras went ahead after being radicalized on social networks. No. They're exposed to Islamist propaganda that manipulates them and leads them to violence. It's essential that big internet companies commit to remove this content Immediately. This commitment should have an obligation of results They can't argue that there's a technical incompatibility Or that they value freedom or neutrality Terrorist organizations that threaten us Take advantage of the possibilities of modern cryptography To hide their projects Man, this guy sound, speaks better translated English than our president <laughs> um, They use strongly but wait, he has the best instant- words, our president He used the best words Bigly Best
1: <laughs> The huge Bodacious words
0: Boobs a good they, they strongly they use strongly encrypted instant messengers like vine or um,
1: wait vine no not
0: vine Te- yeah, i think vine
1: no line Tele- line is encrypted. telegrams the big one
0: there was another one that's encrypted Which, anyway
1: telegram uh, that was if i remember correctly that was created that by uh, the guy in russia that's called the russian mark zuckerberg oh great yeah
0: um excuse me uh, to talk to each other and give orders A good chunk of that internet traffic is encrypted And gets away from police forces And it it's obvious, obviously a weakness And makes the fight against terrorism harder Wah. Until now The big internet companies have refused To give their encryption keys or access to this content Saying that they have told their clients That their communications are protected This situation is no longer acceptable you can be strongly in favor of protecting your privacy and your conversations, and it's my case. And it's not incompatible with the new rules so that police can prevent terrorist attacks efficiently with all the safeguards we need. Um. That does not sound like that semantically correct. If elected, Macron, which he was elected, Macron says he will push for a common European initiative to cooperate on encryption and push for big internet companies to, quote, accept a legal requisition system of their encrypted services, similar to the existing one for telecom companies. Maybe Brexit was a good idea, except that Theresa May doesn't like encryption. But if hmm. she, you know, there, she wants a snap election, so, get her out of there. I mean, the one um, thing
1: about this that I have a hard time understanding, though, is. How does that work with end-to-end encryption where the company they doesn't know— They want to make know, that illegal. Oh. Eh.
0: That's how it works. Because, like,
1: I, I like the last part made it sound like, uh, actually like reasonable where it's like, oh, only if we have a warrant do we get these keys. And it's like, that works if you're talking—like, right. like if it's the company to a customer, that works.
0: That works if there's a government backdoor.
1: Well, no, I'm not, like I'm saying in this particular instance where it's like, oh, hey, we have a warrant, hand over your encryption keys— that works if it's like uh, a customer to a company, then they have what that about key. The to the Fifth crypt, Amendment. But then in end to end, you'd need some like skeleton key type thing. Right, like
0: a government back door. Yep. And so we have the. uh, I'm gonna, I've got to sneeze. Uh, so hard.
1: Say something. Something. Uh, no, uh,
0: so. no, because I need to sneeze. No, like, I know. Uh, I'm just trying. Uh, like, um, no, no, it's, uh, it's good. It's uh, it's, um, anyway, yeah. no. Um, I, I, I have a problem with this, but it seems like there's an alignment with a lot of the heads of state that end to end encryption should not be allowed because it gives safe spaces to terrorists. Because the next 9-11 could be happening right now, and we're not going to know unless we're spying on everyone first and make sure that no one can hide from us second. And then we'll really know, except that, no, we won't. Because none of this has actually stopped anything from happening. None of this mass surveillance, none of this... Remember the Sony stuff?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Talk about mass surveillance and metadata. Where was Uncle Sam when Sony got hacked, and that was one of the largest hacks ever? And a bunch of Sony's private stuff, talking about how Adam Sandler was the most overpaid person in Hollywood. (laughs) I would believe that.
1: I would believe that.
0: All that stuff... (laughs) Gets outed. I mean, so... if well, Hold on, my point is this. If the NSA wanted to say, it's for your protection, then when something like this happens, they can prevent it from happening because they can see it's about to happen. But when they say, oh, no, you're, you're a private company, we can't, we're not going no, to... No, if they want to surveil on everybody's stuff and keep their giant folder of metadata, which is not actually a real folder, then they have to give back by preventing these cyber attacks from happening.
1: And here's an idea I, I just had totally spitball in here, but what's the issue with, hey, we have a warrant on a particular individual, they're using this chat app, uh, it's push an update to their phone that all of a sudden sends their traffic to us. Like, if it's the, hey, we have this particular individual, I don't see any issue with that. If it's, we want all encryption banned, I think there's an issue with that.
0: Well, so what, you're you're saying what? That the FBI, if, if I'm using... If If I'm using one of these encrypted instant messengers...
1: If the government has a warrant...
0: The uh, government gets a warrant for me. They go to the company that owns the instant messenger, and they say, we want the details on this person. Yes. And then if it's iMessage, for example, Apple will say, we encrypt end-to-end. The only person who has that key is the guy who's talking.
1: Right. So you push a version of that app that sends the traffic also to the government.
0: Now, what if I told you that right when the San Bernardino iPhone... Stuff happened, Apple pushed an update to iOS that allowed you to get around iCloud security requirements if you did a certain dance. It was only this one update for this one time, right around the San Bernardino iPhone investigation. Right after that update happened, they closed the case. Hmm. I don't want to get Alex Jonesy. I did not hear this on InfoWars. But. You know, that did happen. It is possible that that's exactly what the government did. Except that the news report came out saying that they paid like some million dollars to some Russian hacker for an exploit. <laughs> Either of those are equally true. true. Yeah. yeah. Either of those are equally true. Um, let's see. I, I mean, this is a, this is a real problem. I, outside of, I am more worried about encryption than I am about anything that our, our Cheeto Jesus president is doing. <laughs> Because this sounds like A global effort This sounds like The US is aligned With the UK is aligned With France I'm sure I didn't look up Merkel I'm sure she's fine with this (laughs) God knows Germany was fine Snooping on people Um (laughs) I And that joke's illegal in Germany now Um
1: They were on vacation
0: (laughs) Exactly (laughs) Everyone was on vacation Anyway Uh There's a global effort To break down the walls of encryption the only chance that we have of fighting back is the, is the luck that banks also really need strong encryption to communicate with each other. And the U.S. has been known to use vulnerabilities in financial transactions to steal money. Yes. So uh, I think it's in the bank's best interest to maintain encryption end-to-end, but that's going to be a nasty schism with the government that's both in with Wall Street but doesn't want encryption because that affects their security state. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But it sounds like we're on the decline. So, that's it. I've got one last nice story for you. This is a heartwarming story. On the heels of these exploits and phishing attacks, as I close these websites that don't allow... Browsers with ad blockers.
1: Now, is this heartwarming story that uh, they're end of lifing uh, something Windows related?
0: Yes, they're end of lifing Microsoft Internet Explorer 3. Wow, how did I call that? Thank God. <laughs> Finally. Uh, hold on, I just have to. Man, these. They really want these stupid, these ridiculous. Uh, you know, don't use an ad blocker on our website. Hmm. And then I have to. Debug the website to Oh yeah away. Open
1: up console Delete element <laughs> Yeah basically
0: Yeah um, Oh no They have an overflow On the On the thing Oh well Anyway uh, I, wanna, you know, I bet I could just use The RSS feed <laughs> Anyway I'm sorry guys um, Pakistani 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 student Receives $20,000 U.S. From Google For finding a vulnerability In Gmail as a well-known fact, Google loves to conduct Google vulnerability rewards programs where white-hat hackers and security researchers are given an opportunity to prove their skills and capabilities by participating. A new vulnerability in Gmail's account verification process was found by a Pakistani student, a white-hat hacker, that allowed hackers to take over Gmail accounts, and it is another great exploit. Man, that should be the title for a segment, Another Great Exploit. Hmm. Um, they later reported Why is it important it that he's Pakistani, though? Yeah, Uh, and then I also later that day, when I found this out, got a phishing email from someone from Pakistan. Uh, Was it Pakistani Denzel? No. Uh, Let's see. A new vulnerability in Gmail's verification process, $20,000 by Google. Ahmed Metab, a student from Pakistan and the CEO and the ceo of security Foss, how old is he <laughs> identified an i mean i was a ceo when i was 13 too but that didn't make it didn't. identified an inherent flaw in the verification bypass method adopted by google for switching and linking email addresses he discovered that the email addresses become vulnerable to hijacking when one of the following conditions occurs a smtp uh, server of the recipient is offline b the email has been deactivated by the recipient c recipient doesn't exist or invalid email id or d the recipient does does exist but has blocked the sender what happens is when you add an account in gmail it sends out an email for your verification if it can't reach the host the server will do its standard mail bounce back but in the bounce back contains the verification code so you can actually And I tested this. You can actually register google at gmail.com, which will not Mm -hmm. work. And then it'll send out a message saying, you know, please click this link to verify. It'll bounce back. So in your inbox, you'll get a link that was meant to go to the the email address, but instead gets sent back to you that says, click this link or enter this code to verify. And if you do that, it works.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what, simple. Yeah, that is very simple. I guess it's just one of those ones nobody thought of until...
0: And that's, I mean, yeah. That's an I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's, that's pretty good. It's not
1: genius, but it's pretty good. That's just one of those ones where it's like, uh, it's, you know, smack your head. Could have had a V8 style. Yeah, expletive. exactly. Yeah,
0: so that's that. That's a nice heartwarming story. And I think that it's nice that we end on a good note for once. So on this not bombshell... It's time to end. Christian, do you have anything else you wanted to share about this ransomware stuff? I feel like we talked
1: about it all. I think, yeah, we did a good job nice and thorough there.
0: Nice and thorough? Uh, oh! There was one story, one last story, about uh, D.C. Circuit Court rules foreign spying via malware is okay. Huh. Well, you know what?
1: I think we could leave it just there.
0: (laughs) We could leave it just there, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think that's, that's like about enough said it. right there. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than the uh, Ethiopia had actually the, state, the country of Ethiopia had actually created malware that had infected somebody in living in the U.S.'s computer, and the U.S. Uh, circuit Court uh, for the dist- uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, that is a high court. Uh, in the case, Kedane versus Ethiopia, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs>
1: That is one person, the best for, name of a court case I've ever heard. Exactly. Kedane, yeah. One person <laughs> versus a whole country. Um, which, how can a country be involved in a other well, country's a lot of, court? you
0: know, person versus U.S. government. So it's Yeah, not, no, but that's
1: our government in our court. Oh. I don't know.
0: But he's launching... But he's suing Ethiopia in our court... Uh, because he discovered traces of their state-sponsored malware called FinSpy. A sophisticated spyware product which its maker claims is sold exclusively to governments and law enforcement. And it ended up on his laptop in suburban Maryland. <laughs> suburban Maryland. Also, area.
1: isn't Ethiopia one of those countries with like five laptops... No computers. ...shared yeah. amongst the entire country?
0: Well, it's called FinSpy. Maybe that's something.
1: You know, it's probably using that Facebook free internet that's distributed via drones. On
0: the balloons.
1: Yeah. I thought it was drones.
0: Yeah. Oh, drones. No, the Google one was the balloons. Ah. Um, anyway, state, the guy, this guy discovered state-sponsored malware on his computer, reported everything it captured back to a CNC server in Ethiopia, which is owned and controlled by the Ethiopian government. The infection was active from October 2012 through March of 2013 and was stopped just days after researchers in the University of Toronto's Citizen Lab released a report exposing Ethiopia's use of FinSpy. The report specifically referenced the very IP address of the Ethiopian government server responsible for the CNC spyware on the guy's laptop. And uh, the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said it's fine.
1: Uh, There there are so many legal questions there, but thank God this is a tech show. (laughs) Yeah, what do you have to say about that, audience? Yeah, I'm not
0: happy. Oh, geez, okay. I'm not happy about that either. Well... There we go. Back to our usual malaise. So, <laughs>
1: we could have ended on a happy note, but <laughs> No,
0: not our show. So, uh- <laughs> So, Christian, I think we've reached the end of this pull request with another bombshell. Would you approve? Looks good to me. I will also approve, then let's all hit merge. And we'll see you all next week, hopefully, right here on Pull Request. This has been the Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Pull Request do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries.